When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Well, what, what disgusts me about this is she jerked him off and then she came to my apartment right after and slept next to me. Ew. Like, <laughs> isn't that gross? Good point. Did she wash her hands? Ew. Oh, yeah, what if God. I had his dick on my pillow like, <laughs> or something? Oh, oh my God. Welcome to Sex Talk with my mom. I'm Cam Poder. And I'm Karen Lee Poder. And this is the ultimate podcast about the birds and the bees with a sex expert cougar mother and her stand-up comic son. And we like to get into a wide array of topics on this show. And today's theme is cheating. Cheating. What is cheating anyway? That's a good question. Great question. What is cheating? I think it depends on the person. I think it depends on the couple. The couple. That's what I meant. The relationship. You yeah, know, because seriously, I mean, you, you can't cheat on yourself. Right, right, of course. So it's the really, yeah, yeah, it's the agreement that you guys make to one another. Mm-hmm. And I think it can change over time, too. Yeah, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. But the bottom line is that most people consider cheating to be doing something outside of the agreement yeah. of monogamy. And then I also think people would consider anything, I mean, I guess that's, that's not true. Some people don't think kissing is cheating. I think it, it cheats. Some people think kissing is more intimate than having sex. I think you're trying to make a blanket statement and every relationship is going to be completely different. I mean, I'm talking some people get upset when, well, in your situation, you told me about a time. What Have you ever been cheated on or did you ever, what, what were we saying about uh, dad? You said that during the interview, right? Yes. And you, yeah, that's, I, that's an I, interesting I was, point. I was, I was the other woman for a while. No, you in the interview you said that Dad gets upset. The only time Dad got upset, yeah, yeah, I I was actually having an intimate discussion with a guy over the internet for quite some time, almost every night actually. Uh, that that was the only time I think that your dad got mad at me for and and felt betrayed because he thought I was having an intimate affair, and it turns out this guy was gay. And he knew he was gay, but it still bothered him. Yeah. Okay. But what do you mean an intimate discussion? Like he, he, we would talk about intimate things in our lives and, and dad didn't even really know this guy. Like sexual? I um, I think I was just getting, uh, some of my needs met. Like he was telling me, you know, he would be very flirtatious and, t- and tell me, you know, things that make me feel like really good about myself. And I was like in a, like I was probably turning 40 at the time and needed some 
you know, external validation and he was safe because he was a gay guy and didn't live anywhere near me. And it was nice. You know, we were having a nice relationship. Wow. And, and so did- it was considered cheating. I think if it's an emotional type of cheating. So did, did, was that, did that have to be discussed between you and dad? Yes, it was discussed. And did you have to cut things off with him? What, how, did, did. how did it end? Yeah, I basically cut things off because it really, uh, you know, it, it bothered him and wasn't worth, you know, affecting my marriage over it. So did, did, did... He did start paying more attention to me, too, because obviously that was something I felt was lacking in our marriage. Oh, wow. He felt that was, you know, something was lacking or maybe I was just turning 40 and it just started affecting me. It's wild that I could be part of, you know, as a kid, you you could... You're, you think you know your parents so well, and you're you know you're spending so much time with them, and yet I had no fucking clue this was going on. No, you had no fucking clue. But I don't know if it's something that you need to be privy to, and you're you're playing basketball or, or I was like twelve years old at the time. Play basketball. You would think I would have picked up on this shit. No, I don't think I, it wasn't. It was there weren't heated arguments, and it didn't last all that long. It just happened to be something that I remember. That was the only time I would say that he ever thought, well, you know, that I was cheating on him. And I, and it wasn't really it wasn't of a sexual nature, right? But as we decided, it could be emotion, emotional cheating is a thing. You know that it yeah. doesn't necessarily need to be sexual, right? And then we go to our discussion at hand, which was um, we brought on Kevin, who is a gentleman that goes to the University of Illinois. He's a friend of of Cam's brother Jeremy's, my son Jeremy, and uh, he told very telling story. He tells a phenomenal story. He's a great storyteller. And we cover a bunch of questions. You know, we, we, we talk about the, the role that relationships should play in college, the paradox of wanting to be in a relationship and yet wanting to be free enough to explore all the different people and relationships you can have in college. Yeah, I really hadn't even thought about that. I yeah. mean, on some level, I thought about it because I was always recommending that no one spends like their four years of college with one person. Uh, and that I I think it's foolish to not experiment with all the fresh little candies. Yeah. Well, the other thing that that you asked him right at the end, which I thought was very interesting, was whether or not he was happy uh, to find out that his girlfriend had cheated on him. Not right. that he was happy to find out, but he, was he was he grateful that she told him? Right. And in the past, I've been in a situation where I came to you and I was like, should I tell this girl who I'd been hooking up with very casually. I mean, we had never had an in- exclusivity discussion. We weren't going on dates. It was pretty much just like we would hook up occasionally. But it was the first girl that I had hooked up with another girl during the same time, during the same time frame. I didn't know if I should have told the first girl, like, at what point do you have to start confessing? And I called you up and you and said... What are you? Wait, I just want to guess what I said. Yes. <laughs> I'm guessing... That I said, never purge. That's precisely what you said. <laughs> exact I got wording from the Titanic. Okay, this is where I get my knowledge from. I get it from the movies. Titanic. I got it from Rose in the Titanic, who said that she will take her secret to her grave. And I thought, what a good idea. But basically, unless, in in my opinion, unless first of all, if someone's going to cheat, and it's not just like a, a quick. Like you're, in your circumstance, it wasn't your, you weren't having a heavy duty, intense relationship. You were basically just occasionally hooking up with some random girl. It, 
there's no need to cause pain to her or anybody else by bringing that out in the open. What, what is the purpose of confessing? Yeah, is it, help relationship or is it going to just get it off your chest? Well, you at this point, at this, at, in that situation, I don't really consider it cheating. You know, just hooking up with multiple people at the same time when you're not in a in a really in a, in a real relationship with either of them. So, what's the purpose of telling the first one? So, I don't think I think in that situation, it was a good it was a good decision not to to purge. Yeah, no need to it. But when you're in a relationship where you are emotionally involved with someone else, I think it's very important. For me, the transparency and the honesty is critical and, and yeah. you definitely have to purge. Yeah. I mean, if you're sitting there looking at your partner in the eye every day over dinner and you know that, you know, after dinner you're going off cheating, I mean, it, it, the duplicity is, must be horrible. I can't even imagine being in that kind of life. And I know so many people that are. Yeah. There are so many people that are comfortable telling me they cheat and they cheated. I don't even understand it. And I don't even like knowing about it because then I feel bad. Yeah, that puts you in a hard spot. Yeah. I mean, I guess it brings up the question, like, at what point do you, does it become a real relationship where you do have to, to well, explain? Certainly if, you've, uh, if you're married, that's a relationship. Certainly. I don't think a lot of, I mean, I don't know our, who are listening, what, what percentage of our listeners are married, but are I, I imagine a lot are single. If you're in a, a relationship where you guys call each other boyfriend and girlfriend, and you've discussed that you guys are going to be monogamous because there are safety issues to not being a monogamous if you're going to be not using condoms, for example, that kind of thing, then you, it should be honest. You've yeah. got, you got to be open and honest about uh, it. For me, it becomes more, much more uh, emotional and spiritual. Like you cannot yeah. – how could you be in a loving relationship with someone else and – you know, keep this secret from them. It's, it seems preposterous to me. Right. Uh, and, and, and I think you're making the assumption that, you know, it, it has to be a monogamous relationship, but it really, I feel like it could be you, when you create an agreement with the person you're involved with that, you know, you could, you can go hook up with all these people, whoever you want, just don't have sex with them. That could be, that's not considered don't monogamous. Have sex with them. Right. How are you going to hook up and not have sex? What are you saying? Give each other hand jobs. Lick, lick each other's balls. Do whatever oh, you fucking... Yeah, if any that's of your it, agreement? That if, could be an agreement, for example. Yeah. So it doesn't need to be monogamous. This gets back to our Nina Hartley interview where she talks about oh, monogamish. Yeah, it, it's monogamish. what it, Cheating is when you fucking go against... You have an agreement and, and you break it. Right, that's it. So when there's not when it's not spoken about and there's not an agreement there... That then it becomes a little dicey, which is and, so. So what ends up happening in my situation, by the way, the girl that I was uh, with, well, hooking up with, while I, that one night where I hooked up with another girl, turns out she was hooking up with a guy the whole time we were together. <laughs> I found this out later, but and you didn't have an agreement. We didn't have an agreement. I wasn't at first. I was like a little hurt, but then I realized, okay, we didn't have an agreement, and the guy she was hooking up with happened to be a friend of mine. I don't think he realized I was hooking up with her at the same time. And I started thinking, you know, they would be a very good couple together. Yeah. And now they're married. Perfect. I feel like I had something to do with that. Yeah. Yeah. You, you were, you were the catalyst. I was a catalyst. You come to me, you say, fuck no. You go to find <laughs> someone else. You find you the could, love of your you life. Could, you, you could set a lot of people up. You, I'll show you exactly what you don't want. <laughs> And then you'll you'll know exactly what you're looking for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, there's so much. 
I think we should do a whole show on, on this subject because there's just so much to go, so much ground to cover. And the more we delved into it with Kevin, the more I realized that we, I don't even, I haven't given it enough thought. Yeah. We really need to think about this. So and I don't think people do when they get into a marriage or when they get into long-term relationships. I don't think that many people really think about the ramifications of cheating. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, also the ramifications of hooking up with a person who is in a relationship. Yeah. The person who was who who was inadvertently involved in this ch- whole cheating scandal we we dubbed mini man mini man his life was completely altered from this one night yeah. stand with yeah. this girl and i and i always think about that the being the other person because i was in that that category as the other woman it's a very selfish thing to be the other person and it's also a foolish thing to think that if somebody was is cheating you're cheating on someone you're you're the you're the other woman and you're cheating you're 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 enabling this cheating you're enabling cheating what makes you think that if the person ends up with you that he's not going to cheat on you yeah yeah i don't even understand how someone could be that stupid and i was you ended up married to yeah to my dad yeah and luckily he didn't cheat on you again as far as we know who the hell knows you could have gone to the grave with it like rose did on the titanic Yeah. yeah you know and and i'm glad i have to be honest I'm glad if he did cheat that he never told me. Yeah, but if I'm, I'm if happy never knowing. No, but if you had been involved with a real if 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 you did find out he was involved with the he had this big love affair and you didn't know about it, you'd be very upset. Yeah. Like what if he had died and then you find that would have been the fucking oh, worst. Are you yeah, kidding? I'm sure that's happened. Yeah, I'm sure it happens. So I think I really think that the transparency is critical. It is. No question about it. Well, anyway, I hope everyone enjoys this episode. Yeah. Sex Talk with my mom. Thank you guys for Please tuning in. This episodes where you should call into our voicemail and tell us what you think, which is 323-472-4237. And no, I didn't remember that. Also, please share this with a friend. One person can make all the difference in the future of our podcast. It really could. You know, it's like, what is that called? The the uh... Snowball effect? The ripple no, the effect? Butterfly, the butterfly effect. The butterfly, okay. A little ripple, and you never know. Or if you give a mouse a muffin or a moose a muffin. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> He'll probably want some jam to go with it. All right. Well, all thank right. you guys for listening. Talk to you soon. We love you all. Mwah. You got the birds and the bees and the flowers and the... You're, you're going to like this song, aren't you? And now I don't think we can go into the main part of the episode without doing it. Okay, so welcome to the sh- <laughs> welcome to the show. We're very excited to have you on the show. Yeah, we well, we have so uh, we have Kevin here, and Kevin is a student, a senior at uh, University of Illinois. My junior, alma mater. Junior. 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 Wow. I am. I am younger than Jeremy, actually. And what are you studying over there? Advertising. Oh, okay, it's a sexy career. A sexy. little bit. Not as sexy as a stand-up comic, I will say. Oh, it, it, I think it go both ways. Some people are like, oh, wow, this is a funny guy. That could be very sexy. Other people are like, oh, he's homeless. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's not like the sexiest. No money. Yeah. Right. Uh, but you also do a lot of radio stuff. I do. I actually just uh, recently got promoted to program director of uh, the radio station down here, which means uh, basically I'm char- in charge of the whole station. And that's how, that's how I met oh, Jeremy. Very cool. Dental. Oh, cool. And so yeah. what what is this? You have a podcast coming out soon? We do. It's called Real Talk. Real Talk. 
realtalkstudio.com there's the plug okay realtalkstudio.com um so it's oh, so it's me my friend Monish and another friend of his uh, his name's Army and we talk about growing up uh, high school college uh, you know insecurities that are common amongst males that are uh you know 15 to 25 ish i would say um yeah it's good stuff do you talk about sex i i i think we haven't really touched on sex yet uh but it's definitely a huge topic well that maybe we'll this will prompt it you know what that would work perfectly i think okay so anyway we have you on the show let's get into into your life right now are you seeing anyone <laughs> or what's what's going on i'm not seeing anyone Okay. Very single. Very single. Are you hooking up with people? No, no. Okay. Do you go to bars searching for that? Or um, I mean, I've definitely been going out a lot frequently, and uh, that was redundant. But um, <laughs> <laughs> not necessarily for the for the purpose of looking for a girl to hook up with. Yeah, I, th- I think. But if I, it happens in college, I was the same way. You know, if no pressure, if I. Although I always wanted it to happen, it's just I didn't really know how to make it happen, to be honest. Exactly. Yeah. It's hard. It's very, very challenging. I'm very much the, you know, I've, I've always been super insecure about myself when talking to girls, so. Why? Um, I don't know. Just, uh, I've been that way since I was a kid, I guess. You're such a, uh-huh. he's a very, for, for our listeners, he's a very handsome guy. Very handsome. Thank funny. Thank and yet... It's it's a fucking struggle out there. It's hard for everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah but you also have this, um, je ne sais quoi. You have this, uh, like, very modest uh, aura around you, but you shouldn't be. I mean, don't need to be because you're a good-looking guy, and you, and I think this is exactly are, what I needed. Yeah, girls are, <laughs> girls are definitely attracted to that guy that is like not all like about himself, and you know, still is a good-looking guy. Well, thank you. So, what do you think? Is, what do you much. think are the barriers to getting to like going up to a girl and trying to, you know, seduce them? For myself, yeah, um, I would. Say, I would definitely say fear of rejection is a huge one. Um, yeah, and uh, I don't know the general thought that you know they're probably not going to be as into it as I am. I guess. Why, yeah. why, why all the negativity? Oh, I'm I'm fully aware that I shouldn't be thinking these things. No, I'm just <laughs> curious as to why you do. I I just think it's it's. Mom, you've built... never been in this situation where you and fucking go up to these girls and, I mean, it's excruciating sometimes. It's very it's right. yes it's Derek, very. Derek talked about that, didn't he? Yeah, it's very fear inducing. It, it is. It's a, it's it's fear inducing for guys because it's up to them to walk up to the girl and the girl can reject them at any moment. Is that what? You're oh, thinking? and I'll also say. We'll probably touch on this a little bit more later, but I mean, I've I, I'm recently coming out of an almost three year relationship, so it's oh. it's very it's very much a um, new playing field. Yeah, for sure. but, but before you went into that three year relationship, you probably didn't have the confidence that you do now that you had the three year relationship, correct? Right, that's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's interesting because I always think that once. You're in a long-term relationship. You not only learn sexual, obviously, but you know you have this. Uh, hey, I can get one girl. That means I'm, you know, I'm capable of getting more. That's true. I, I think that the way that my previous relationship ended, though, has significantly, significantly 
affected my my confidence though. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that, so let's let's get into this. Let's delve into this. Yeah. All right. Do you want the full story? Definitely Give us the full thing, it. dude. The dirt. All right. Let's do it. Um, this this is this is I'm very proud of this story. I'm very proud of everything that happened. Um, I think it's very much an unconventional breakup story. I would say. Okay. But anyway, so I'll get into it. Uh, so this is this is fairly recently. I mean, this was in October, the end of October, homecoming weekend. Um, I had a bunch of friends coming down. Usually, that's what happens around homecoming. They stay with uh, me or my my other friends. I have. Uh, we live in the same building, actually. Um, so we have some high school friends and friends from ISU that drive over here, and they all stay down for the weekend. And it's kind of just it's kind of like a, a mini unofficial almost. You know, where it's it's just kind of like day drinking and then going to uh, tailgate the homecoming game, coming back and and going out to the bars at night. Super fun weekend usually. <clears throat> um, so that Wait, Friday, I just get a, you, you're a junior and she's a sophomore. Right. Okay. Right. Um, yeah. So so the Friday of homecoming, we met up with all of our friends. And it was kind of like just a little pregame, and then we were going to go to the bars after. Very typical U of I night. Um, and Jess, again, not not your sister <laughs> and your daughter. That's Jess, okay. Um, <laughs> Jess, she came over, and she, she was already acting a little weird this day. And, uh, you know, she's she's friends with all my friends, too, or was at the time. And she said she had plans that night, which was weird because – we would have expected that she was going to stay with us and hang out with me the whole night and hang out with our friends. So everyone kind of gave me a weird look when she said that she, she was going to hang out with somebody else. And I didn't really know where she was going. She just said, oh, I have plans with, I don't know, whatever, whatever her friends' names were. Um, so she left after maybe like an hour of hanging out with us. And I didn't really think about it. Uh, so the rest of the night, I just hung out with my friends. And at some point, I went to sleep. And the next morning, so this is the morning of the actual homecoming game, I woke up and Jess was laying in bed with me. And I was very confused. I was like, I kind of woke her up and I was like, hey, well, like, what happened? What, like, when did you come here? And she, it was very bizarre. She was acting super weird. And she Wait, said, how, how, how deep a sleeper are you? Yeah, how did, how did she just I, appear? I don't know. I've been trying to figure this out, how I didn't realize what was going on. But apparently she just she just crawled into my bed and slept next to me. Okay. Oh wow! Okay. Um, Must have had a few drinks. Me or her? You. Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> One or two. Um, but I asked her in the morning, "Hey, what like what happened last night? Why did you leave and then apparently come back super late?" And she said, "Oh, like I just wanted to come hang out, or I just wanted to come hang out with you guys after um, the stuff with my other friends ended." And apparently, she she had come to my apartment, which is. It's it's very close to wherever she was anyways. Uh, it's in the Green Street area. So it's very close to all the bars and everything. And she just knocked on my door until uh, two of my friends were staying with me. And one of them just let her in uh, super late into the night. This was like 3, 4 in the morning apparently. And then she just went into my room. Um, so that was really weird to me. Can I but ask, I, did, had you been – was your relationship monogamous and were you – uh, having like an ongoing like thing where she would sleep over pretty often. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't very, very monogamous relationship. 
Um, she stayed over very frequently. So this, so it wasn't that bizarre. Mm-hmm. It was definitely weird and uh, out of the ordinary, but it wasn't like the craziest thing that she would just show up. Like usually you'd come back together and fall asleep. Yeah. Together. yeah it wasn't exactly. like she'd fall asleep later on. Exactly. Uh, so I, so I, I talked to her about that for a little, a little bit and she just kind of explained that she was pretty drunk and came back and just wanted to sleep next to me or whatever. And it's fine. I didn't really think too much about it. Um, then the rest of the day we, we went to, a tailgate for most of the day. Uh, then we went to the game and afterwards back to the tailgate, uh, had some dinner and we all went home. But th- throughout that entire time, she was, she was kind of just acting a little off. I could tell something was, something was up. Something was either bothering her or she was, something was on her mind. And it, I kind of touched on it a little bit, but at the same time, you know, I had like seven friends in town. So it, it was not an ideal situation to talk about a problem that we had. You just you felt like the, your your inner gut was telling you something it wasn't exactly. She wasn't I, acting I was like feeling, her typical self. Exactly. Um, but at some point when we were leaving the tailgate for the second time, going back towards our apartments, she just kind of said, "Hey, can can we take like a nap or just kind of like hang out for a little bit before we meet up with your friends again?" And I said, "Sure," because we we had been kind of going all day at this point. So we went back to my apartment. And uh, went to my room, just kind of laid down to take a nap. And it was just kind of weird. She was being, like, strangely quiet and almost nervous looking. Oh. Um, it's time for a commercial break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I, I was kind of drifting off to sleep. Just we, we weren't really talking or saying anything. Uh, but I wasn't thinking too much into it. Um. And then I swear to God, right, right as I'm about to drift into unconsciousness and my eyes are closing and I can feel myself kind of falling asleep, she says, Kevin, I have to tell you something. Oh. And I'm like, oh, my God. What is going to happen? Were you thinking <clears throat> pregnancy? No. Okay. No. That, that wasn't even on my mind at all. I just figured something bad is going to happen. Um, so I sit up and I'm like all of a sudden very alert and my heart's racing. Oh Jesus. And I was like, what's up? And she's like, last night I blacked out and I woke up in some guy's bed with him. Oh. And I'm like completely dumbfounded, had no idea what to say. So I, my, my, I, I realized that I was, I was going to very quickly lose control of my emotions so I just said, Jess, you have to leave my apartment. Oh, wow. And she was like, okay. And she kind of just stood up and started getting her stuff and started walking out. And then I, and then I started kind of I, – I very quickly got super angry and I like bombarded her with questions like, Jess, where, what, where were you? Like who? I don't understand. What happened last night? Like I just don't understand. And then she kind of gave me a couple details. I was with my friends, uh, whoever – and we went to this kid's apartment, and I just woke up. And, and, and I knew who the kid was. That's why I started to get even more angry. But eventually I just said, okay, you have to leave my apartment. I, like, you just have to go. Well, did she say she had sex with him? She didn't tell me any details at this point, only that she had blacked out and woken up next to him. Did she say she was naked? Um, no, she said her clothes were on. I'll get more into it because I did find out what happened. <clears throat> Oh my so god! And you left, knew this I, fucking guy. This this. He, so he, it, so he knew you guys were together. 
Right. So this quite is, obvious. This Everyone is, knew you guys were together. So everyone on campus knew that you guys have been dating for two or three years. Yeah, we're, we're very much a very known couple, especially even, even among her friends that I had never met. You know, they knew like, oh, she has her longstanding boyfriend, Kevin. Um, so this guy, the guy that she woke up next to is – this is so weird. He, me, and, me and Jess would work out t- together at the gym. Um, I'm pretty big into fitness. And I kind of was like her trainer almost. I, I, I like set her on a routine and we would go together all the time. And we kind of had like nicknames for regulars that we saw at the gym. And this one guy, we had a nickname for him. And his nickname, this is nuts, his nickname is Miniman oh, to us. What? So when she told me, when she told me <laughs> oh. that she cheated on me essentially or, or blacked With out and woke Mini up in the sky, Man? she literally said like it was Miniman. <laughs> So this adds oh, an extra <laughs> layer of ridiculous. Body parts are in, in general? And this was not a- He's like a short guy that there – was, there was another guy that's taller than him that we just called man. <laughs> and he's like a smaller version of man. So we just oh, called my man. God. Ridiculous. I woke up next to Mini Man. <laughs> I know. I know. We're a T-shirt that's like it, – To uh, this day, the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard probably. Holy shit. Okay. <laughs> Obviously, like a, a short dude that uh, you know, maybe had a short man's complex or something. Yeah, he's. A, I mean, he's shorter. He's probably about I don't know, five four, five five. Um, Holy shit! He's like a he's a fit guy though. I mean, he's. And what is, what does Jess look like? Uh, she's like five feet tall, very slim, petite looking girl. Oh, but she's a good looking girl. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Okay. 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 Yeah. Okay. Mom, superfluous <laughs> questions. We need to get to what happened here. Okay, okay. Well, I wonder why she's going after ankle biter. <laughs> ankle biter? Ankle biter. Mini man. Mini man, ankle biter. Mini not man. good. My God. All right. So, okay. Temporary respite. Go ahead. Okay. Um, so she leaves my apartment, and yeah, I completely lost it. I mean, this is my girlfriend of like past two and a half years um, that essentially just told me that. She cheated on me, more or less. I didn't know all the details, but I'm super freaking out. You know, I was just kind of like in between sad and angry. Oh, completely losing, lo- completely lost myself for maybe like an hour where I was just. Oh, it wasn't, it wasn't. It doesn't sound like this was even like a spontaneous thing because you're saying she acted weird before and said she had plans with someone else, which obviously meant this is a planned activity. This was. I, I don't know. To, I mean, to this day, I don't know. Every little detail around what happened, I found out a lot, which I'll, I'll definitely talk about in a minute. But, yeah, I don't know what was up with that. I mean, she definitely was acting weird prior to this happening. So, And she said, I have plans, which meant right. she planned on not being with you. And right. it was not typical of her to miss exactly. a homecoming pre-party or whatever that was. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Jess called me on the phone. It's like probably 1130. This is maybe like three hours after she told me anything. And... To, to be honest, I didn't need to know much more at this point. I mean, that was a huge deal breaker for me. Like, I knew I was going to break up with her. Um, and I knew I, I needed to do as much damage control as I possibly could to prevent it from being a huge thing. So as soon as she called me, she's already crying and apologizing profusely and saying that she made a mistake. And I don't even think I asked her what happened or anything. Um, I think she she pretty much knew the direction it was going. 
and she she kept saying that she'll do anything if I could just give her a chance. Oh and, wow! Um, I just said no, and I was like, Jess, we've been together for past over two and a half years now, and uh, I've never once been unfaithful in any way. You know, I've I've always respected you to the best of my ability. I've, I've never talked to another girl in a, even a mildly flirty way whatsoever. Um, I've I've tried to treat you the best that I could, but you know this is this is it. If if something like that is gonna is possible for you to do and you acted on it, then like I won't allow myself to be disrespected like that. So I don't wish to be a part of your life anymore. And I said, I, I hope you go on and you accomplish everything you want. I hope that you can be happy one day, but I'm not gonna be a part of your life anymore. So after Ooh. we hang up, I really don't want to talk to you anymore. And I feel like my hand was kind of forced. I mean, I would have never wanted to break up with somebody over the phone or anything like that. But but that's uh, an, that's interesting though. And you and prior to that, had you any intention of breaking up with her? I mean, we we had had problems in the past that had forced me to consider maybe maybe we will break up at some point. But definitely, this came out of nowhere. I mean, I was nowhere in the mind of that relationship ending anytime soon. And what about her? As, as far as as far as I know, she was just as committed as I was. But I mean, clearly, there was some sort of a disconnect at some point. Wow. Yeah. Um, so I, I told her. The story doesn't end there, does it? Oh, it's it's it goes on for a while. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I so I told her on the phone, uh, Jess. I'll, like, if you need to say anything to me, I'll let you talk for a minute or so. But once you're done, I'm going to hang up the phone, and I I don't want to talk to you again. I just don't think it's the best idea. So she just basically begged me to forgive her for 30 seconds or so, and then I just said goodbye, and I hung up the phone. Whoa, yeah. And I fully intended for that to be the last time I spoke to her, but it didn't work out that way. Um, I Over the next few days... I just kind of was processing everything. You know, I called my mom and dad and kind of explained to them what happened. And um, I I talked to my friends. And What did it, your parents say? Okay, well, my, my mom was like, oh, that fucking bitch. Like, oh, I can't <laughs> fucking believe it. What a fucking slut. I knew this was going to happen, Kev. You should have never given yourself to. She's going off, off. Like, all of a sudden, like, I hated her the whole time. I never liked her with her whiny, annoying voice. And hey, <laughs> just going off. Completely, complete a character assassination of my ex girlfriend. Did you expect that? What's that? Something you would have expected from your mom? It definitely fits her personality. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But my dad was my dad was the opposite. He was like, "Oh, Kev, I'm so sorry. Like, I really liked Jess. She was a great girl, uh, but clearly, you know, she shouldn't have done that to you. And I'm so sorry, but." At least you got to learn something out of it, and you guys wow. had a happy oh. you had a happy relationship for a while. Wow. Complete opposite of my mom. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Sure, sure but, assassination. Yeah, and, uh, so, and no one no one had suggested because I always say that a rule of thumb, and I truly believe this is you never talk bad about someone's ex or soon to be ex because you never know, well, know when they're going to get back together. Right. Never make that stupid mistake to like what your mom did because if you had gotten back together, you would not have forgotten what she said. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so I can understand. I mean, she it was coming from a good place. Yeah, but yeah. she was completely psychotic about it. <laughs> <laughs> but 
supportive in some supported in some way by her. Yeah. yeah. I mean, everything she had to say about me was amazing. Like, oh, Kev, you're the you're the best looking kid around. Like, how can someone do that to you? You're so funny and nice. But then, oh, what a fucking bitch. I can't believe she did that to you. It was completely flipping between positive things she had to say about me and then the worst thing she could possibly say about uh, that is my That so funny. Uh, so uh, at some point, I want to say like three or so days after breaking up, I started getting the, the, the long paragraph text from Jess saying, <clears throat> you know, please just, just let me talk to you one more time. Give me another chance. And I never responded to any of them. And I also did super damage control. I removed her from all social media. Oh. Um, I deleted all my pictures on her phone. I, there's no way I could have gotten to all the Facebook pictures because there was hundreds of them. Oh. But, um, you know, and I cleared up the Instagram a little bit. Just <laughs> removed as many reminders of, of yeah. her as I possibly could. Oh. I, have, I have like a – I had like, you know, just a box of sentimental things that I had, I had, had accumulated uh, over the course of the relationship. Like I think there was like that – prom garter oh. thing you know? yeah it. all the all the sappy stuff all the notes and stuff and gone i i got rid of a lot of it i got rid of a lot of it but, but not I, kept, I kept i kept the worst ones the most emotional ones that i knew i would read and get the saddest for dealing with at some other time because i knew i <laughs> i knew i'd want to come back and like get hype, like super closure on the whole thing at some point so super i kept it closure you know what and also like years later when you're you know you're married and have three kids or whatever you go back and look at it and like and then it kind of like brings back all kinds of thoughts but it's, yeah yeah it's not a bad thing to keep sentimental stuff for right that i think it was it was good to get rid of a lot of it yeah but... yeah you don't eat the teddy bears and all that exactly can I interject one more question? Had you sure. talked to anyone who said, why don't you give her another chance? I think some of my friends, they didn't necessarily directly suggest it, but they would say, like, well, have you thought about, you know, you guys were together for a while. Did you think about talking to her maybe again and and really talking it out and seeing if there's any possibility? And I just said no every time because the way that I looked at it was, here's here's another another bit of information that could help you understand is she had cheated on her last boyfriend. Oh, oh. okay. Okay. Well, that, so this that, was that is a offenses. very, very relevant piece of information. Right. And it wasn't with me, but, but you had she, heard about the story before you even met she, her. No, no, no. She had, she had told me as we were getting to know each other. And I just thought, you know what? She's, she was very young at the time. I, yeah. I doubt it'll happen again, especially the way things have been going. Whatever. Um, what broke up her last relationship? I think it was more of she wanted to get get out of it already. She cheated on him and then at some point told him that she did and then they just kind of broke up. I don't know. I, I don't think it was de- – it wasn't like the one thing that, that uh, ended the relationship in the way that this thing was. This is pretty wild. You would think yeah. that if she you know, this concluded her last relationship, she wouldn't do it again. Or you would think that and I, and I, subconsciously she wanted to conclude this relationship and that's how she ends relationships. Well, clearly this is not the case. Very, She's coming back. Very possible. I and, don't know. Well, we don't know. We're just still hanging Because Because also, I mean, you never really know. I don't think she know, knew what she wanted either. And it could be on a subconscious In reality, level. exactly. In reality, she's a 19-year-old girl. Who knows? Yeah, she, she, has, yeah. she hasn't have herself figured out, yet, figured out yet in the same way that I don't. No, right. but, it, but it, it's quite possible that on some sort of a some level that she doesn't even realize that that if she was you know 
her her thoughts were going down the road of breaking up and it wasn't even conscious that this mm-hmm. is the way she does stuff because she right. sounds like she had planned to do this but let's keep going i still don't know for sure um <laughs> I'll, I'll continue with the story and we yeah can, we convene um so yeah so she was texting me and uh i was just trying my best to distract myself hang out with my friends at any time i could um be as productive in school and work as i possibly can without just getting super depressed about the whole thing uh, because previously, I, I thought if this would ever happen to me, that I would be completely destroyed, and, and that I would be, you know, under my covers in my room for a week. Just were you talking about breaking up or thinking if she ever cheated on you? If she ever cheated on me, See, that's it. it. Just let's come back to that. That's an interesting thought. Yeah, that, the fact that that it seemed like that was uh, almost always like it was there because you had heard it from the first relationship. So you, the trust level was never a hundred percent. It was definitely something in the back of my mind, but I don't think I don't think it manifested itself in me being un, uh, very much not trusting her. Um, I think I gave off the tone of like, "Hey, I, I can trust you. I, I trust you, and I understand that it was in the past." So I don't think it was something that manifested itself negatively. But who knows? Um, so I'm working out one day. Something I also did. I, I really paid attention to um, fitness. More so than in the past because I was trying to distract myself. But, and it's healthy. Yeah, yeah. So I'd been in the gym every day and I go to the gym. Oh, no. And well, who do I see? Oh, gosh. <laughs> like right after I finish uh, a set of whatever and I'm walking towards ankle the water biter. fountain. Yeah, I see Ankle Biter Mini Man <laughs> at, uh, at a bench. No. In the, in the basement of the recreation center. Oh, no. And, you know, the second I saw him, I just saw red. You know, I was super, <laughs> super, super angry. And I wanted to go right up to him and punch him in the face. Oh, Because I knew, I knew that he knew who I was. Or Of course he even did. If, even if he didn't, he at least knew for, for sure that Jess had a boyfriend at the time. Oh, and that, God. You know. So... I saw him and I got so I was fucking angry. I, I was super, super angry, and I knew that I needed to kind of gather myself for a sec. So I actually like went into the bathroom and I just sat there. And yeah, I gotta thought, commend you. You have a lot of self control because many guys would have been just react. Yeah, and, and, uh, and, and yeah, with think the, later. Yeah, and and during the uh, when you initially found out about cheating, you right. also were able to collect your, yourself. My thought process is that I tried to. I'm trying to make everything as uh, as as little negative of a situation as it can possibly be. And I know if I freaked out and just punched this kid in the face, well, obviously I'm going to get in big trouble for that, and it's just going to end up being a, th- this whole this whole breakup is end up is going to end up being such a massive thing when it doesn't really need to be. And you don't need to give this guy any more power than he already has. Yeah. Right. Uh, so I went into the bathroom and I thought about it. And I thought about my options, either punching him, talking to him, or leaving. And I knew if I left that I would regret not saying anything to him because oh. I, felt, I felt as if he, he needed some sort of punishment because of how negatively affected I had been by the situation. Oh, my God. Which also so I, takes a lot of courage. Hold on. We don't know what happened yet. <laughs> well, even that he thought that he should do something. What yeah. happens? So I walked right up to him. While he's about to start bench pressing, and I was like, I was like, "Hey, man, do you know who I am?" And he's like, 
looks at me for a second. He's like, no. And I'm like, do you know who Jess is? And he's like, yeah. And he gets a little red and kind of stops making eye contact with me. Because I think he probably realized. And I was like, I'm her fucking boyfriend. And I know you know what I'm talking about. I'm fucking pissed. And he was like, hey, he had no idea what to say. And at this point, there there are people looking at us. Because it's very crowded. And... You know, he's he's at a bench press, one of the most waited for items at the gym. So there's like a line of people waiting to oh. use this thing, oh. staring at us. Oh my god. And could he have dropped these weights on his He wasn't he wasn't like mid doodle. Yeah. <laughs> on his, his mini man. Um and was it mini? I don't know. I never got the details. And I personally haven't had sex with him, so I don't know. Um <laughs> I, uh, so I confronted him and, uh, he got super white in the face and was just, I mean, I've never seen someone so embarrassed. Um, but I was like, my hand is like shaking as I'm doing this cause I'm controlling all this anger. And I was like, dude, I don't know anything about you other than this one situation, but I want to fucking punch you in the mouth. And it is taking all of my restraint to not do it right now. I'm so pissed off at what you and Jess did. And he's like, Oh dude. Well, did I? I mean, did she tell you the full story? Like, I can tell you everything that happened if you need me to, man. Like, oh. fuck, I'm sorry, dude. Like, and he's getting super awkward. And I was like, no, I don't want to hear you right now. I just want to talk at you. And I basically just said, you have no idea how how much of an emotionally traumatizing thing this has been for me, and how much it's fucked up my life, and how much you know I'm going to be losing sleep and going to be very upset about this for a long time, and. I'm pissed. I mean, I, I understand that you have no loyalty to me. You don't know who I am. But still, you, you knew that Jess was in a relationship and you chose to go through with it anyways. And I get it, but like you fucked up. And Ooh. I'm really pissed off. And I really want to hit you in the face. And- <laughs> well, well, I mean, unbelievable that you, first of all, the fact that you're able to talk about your feelings is amazing. Because most guys can't even do that. <laughs> and and you put it out, you didn't, you didn't like back off and it just, there, there's so many wonderful things that you said in the, I mean, everything you said was, I'm angry, I'm sad, I, you don't understand what you've done to me. So you're, you're not like accusing him and putting him on the defensive. You're really uh, hopefully right. making him understand the impact of his actions on somebody else, which is amazing. I'm very that was, proud that of was, you. That was ultimately my goal. I mean, it, First of all, I, going into the situation, I had no idea because I was just like, I, I need to say something. I don't know what to do. But as I was talking it out to myself, I realized, all right, the best thing that can come out of this interaction is that <clears throat> this guy who clearly doesn't realize um, the consequences of his actions on other people, it, if I talk to him, first of all, he's gonna. this is going to be like the craziest thing that's ever happened to him. I guarantee he's never dealt with this. Something is this, this yeah. stressful before in his life. For sure. So he's, How so is this guy, by the way? So I found out he's 23. Oh, fuck Minnie Man. I know. <laughs> and and how, old, how old was Jess at the time? 19. Okay, that, that's fucked. He should that's, know at this point. It's pretty fucked. Yeah, and that's the, that's the other. He, I, he shouldn't need a 20-year-old kid to tell him this. Right. You know, I'm three years younger than this guy. But anyways, my goal was if I can kind of deal with my own emotions that I have towards this guy right now and then – hopefully somehow cause a positive uh, change in his life and how he sees things and deals with things, then that'll be good. Plus, I want him to be embarrassed as fuck because he needs some sort of punishment, I think. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. uh, 
Uh, did everybody clap afterwards? Because that would be <laughs> no, that would have been great. Though. <laughs> I'm clapping. Um, I talked to him for a little bit. We had that that pretty much not even a back and forth, but me just telling him how angry I was, and he was like, "Oh, hey, can we can we go somewhere and talk about this?" And I said, Wait, no. Was he laying on his back with these weights above him? Like, no, he was, he was sitting uh, vertically on the bench at this point. Um, but he, had, he was like, oh, man, like, can we go talk about this somewhere else? Like, you have to understand. I don't want to cause a scene. And then I, I, he said that a couple times, and every single time I kept saying, no, we're going to talk about it right here, and I don't care if you don't want to cause a scene because this is the punishment that I'm giving you for what happened. Holy uh, shit. But yeah, eventually – Eventually, I, I said, like, okay, why don't we sit down for a minute somewhere and, like, talk about this a little bit more. And it was hilarious because then I, I started helping him take the weights off of the bench. So <laughs> this guy who my girlfriend cheated on me with, I'm, like, helping him re-rack his weights at the gym, which is absurd. Oh, my God. Uh, but it shows, like, you're a bigger man than him. It's just amazing. Literally and uh, figuratively. <laughs> uh, uh, Mini man. So we went, yeah, me and Mini man went up to uh, a floor above the basement gym and we sat down and uh, it was super awkward, obviously. I, I didn't know exactly what I wanted to say to him still, but he was very apologetic, kept saying he was sorry and he was like, do you want me to tell you what happened? I'll tell you, I could, I could tell you. So I, I let him tell me what happened, and basically, the story that I got at this point, because it developed a little bit more, the story that I got at this point was that Jess got super drunk with her friends. The plan had been to get drunk with her friends and go to this guy's apartment and hang out with him and his friends. Miniman's apartment. Yeah, Miniman's apartment. Oh, my apartment, God. And go to the bars with him and his friends and then go back after or whatever, which I was not aware of any of this. And you had suspected that something was amiss. Uh, I, I suspected something was weird, it, out of the ordinary, at least. You didn't, didn't even think... know they were friends. No, I knew that they had talked like once at a party or something. She, you, she was like, "Oh, I met would... many men at a party tonight," and I was like, "Oh, okay, that's cool." Okay, that's suspect. But what's a twenty-three-year-old doing at a college party anyway? He's he's a student here. Oh, he is. Okay. I don't know. Was why she impressed by the fact that he was older, twenty-three years old? Who or knows? Who knows? Honestly. I, I don't know. He has a beard. I don't. I could. <laughs> <laughs> it must be the beard. Okay. Um, so, so he told me that that basically the entire night she was being super flirty with him and like you know touching his arm and all that type of stuff. And eventually she was drunk enough to the point where she was just saying like, "Oh, you're so hot. Like you're so cute." But I have a boyfriend. And then he would like reciprocate her advances, like put his his arm around her waist or whatever and like pull her in a little bit. And then she would be like, oh no, I can't have a boyfriend. <laughs> and then still say like, but you're so hot. Like, eh. And then eventually they went to um, his apartment and she like ran into his room and shut the door and like indicated him to follow. And then um, he went into the room and they like made out or something. And she kept saying like, I can't do this. And then he would be like, well, this is what he's telling me at the time. He's telling me that he said, well, if you don't want to do it, then like, it's fine. You can leave. But then she would still keep doing it back anyways. Um, and then he said, he told me that they, they did not have sex, but there's, there are developments. Um, so that's all the information I got. And still, Stop. All how did that, you feel when you heard that they did not have sex? I was still just as upset, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't, so- it wasn't just about the, it was about the, just the betrayal yeah. of the whole situation, right? 
It didn't matter to me if they had sex or not. She's like all fired up by the fact that she has a boyfriend and this guy's coming on to her. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Well, it sounds like she was equally coming on to him. Actually, more so, it sounds like yeah. she was coming on to her. Yeah, exactly. Um, so he told me what happened and I just kind of said, like, fuck, that sucks, but hey, thanks for letting me, thanks for telling me. Was he kind of like insinuating, like, hey, it wasn't really me, it was her? Totally, totally. So he didn't want to take responsibility. Of course. But I made him, I made him like say, like, you have to realize, like, this is your responsibility too, that you're, you engaged in this behavior with her. And how much of this do you believe? Well, we'll go, we'll go back because okay. there's more, there's a little more. Um, so after he told me what happened, I very explicitly laid it out to him, like the emotional side of this whole thing. Like, dude, I was with this girl for almost three years. Like she was such a huge part of my life. If not probably like the biggest part of my life in my head at the time. Um, and you know, she, she'd been there a constant source of support and happiness for me for such a long time. And not only that, but her family was super cool to me. So I kind of had like a second family through her. Oh. And because of, because of what she did and because of what you did, that is all gone. And I don't have it anymore. And once I said that, he actually started crying in front of me. Oh, my wow, God. He teared up and he was like, I'm so sorry. Like, I never expected that this was going to happen. You know, I, I, I understand kind of the feelings you're, have, you're having because I've been in a similar place before. And I'm so sorry that I did that to you. And. He'd been in a similar place, and then he goes and does it to you? Yeah, I mean, who knows? Uh, but he was super, the point is he was super apologetic, and I had to at least respect him for his like emotional honesty about the situation. Yeah, he was obviously, there was definitely some honesty because he was crying. Exactly. Unless he's just a sociopath. Just <laughs> so crazy. A good actor. Yeah. But at the end of that conversation, I, I stood up and I was like, listen, dude, I'm going to see you at the gym like probably all the time, and you don't have to worry. I'm not going to come up to you and punch you or anything like that. Like we can totally be reasonable people about this. Um, but yeah, I, I needed to. I needed to say these things to you. And then I shook his hand and he gave me his phone number and was like, "Hey, for some reason you have to ever revisit this or have any questions for me, please like just call me." Oh wow! Now can we? Sounds like you've gotten like a car sure. crash and this is you guys are exchanging insurance information. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Exactly. That's but pretty much. That's exactly how it felt, actually. So oh, it was so 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 mature on both. I mean, even on his part. I mean. Yeah, I mean, he he it's was. It's amazing he was cool. that I, I can't. I don't. I don't know that many people in that situation that would have been able to do what you did. It was very difficult, definitely. But um, it's also a wonderful thing to have in your uh, just your to know that you've been able to do that. Yeah. That's and that's why I'm proud about the stories because I'm I'm glad I was able I was at least able to handle it the way that I did. It's not over yet though. There's a little more. Yeah, mom, we got we might have to cool it down with all the interjections and questions because I need the story to come out. Okay. okay. Um. So a couple weeks go by, maybe two weeks, and I don't really hear anything. And then all of a sudden, there's a note on my car one day, and I I read it. And it's a three-page note from Jess apologizing, saying, you know, I think about you every single day. All I do is think about how much I regret what happened. And I'm so upset about this that my roommate has encouraged me to go to the Women's Resource Center. And I went there and I explained the situation to them. And they told me that perhaps I was sexually assaulted and perhaps I was too drunk to give consent to anything that happened. And I want to report 
or they're urging me to report it as a sexual assault. Oh. Please give me give me the chance to explain myself to you. And I read that and it was like the craziest thing I've ever read. Because now this is this is so blown out of proportion. Because now she's claiming perhaps she was sexually assaulted and she could report it and potentially ruin this guy's life. Now oh. I didn't know at the time. Right. I didn't know if she was or wasn't sexually assaulted, but it was enough for me to want to re-explore the issue because, I mean, now we're talking about uh, legal issues and, and way, way bigger things than just being broken up from each other. Um, <clears throat> so I called the guy, actually, and I was like, hey, man, this is insane, and I don't know how to appropriately speak about this, but... You know, Jess is she contacted me and basically is saying that she is being urged to report what happened as a sexual assault. And I can hear this guy freaking out, like just over the phone. He was like, oh, my God, dude, please, can we meet and talk about this? I I have no idea what to say to that. So I met up with him again and uh, he gave me very in-depthly explained to me what happened. And he's like. We were definitely both drunk, but I, I'm drunk enough to remember every single thing that happened. There were multiple people at the party that could confirm what I'm saying. I can give you their numbers right now. You can meet up with them. Um, even her friends who she came there with saw what happened, and I've, I, I've spoken to them, and they can, they can even confirm what I'm going to say. But he basically told me that you know, he, he reaffirmed his story that she had been – making advances on him all night and like, you know, saying, oh, you're so hot, you're so hot or whatever and um, kissing him. And then when they went to his room, this this is where I figured out exactly what did happen between them because he told me and he kind of held this information back, I guess, at first. But basically, they didn't have sex. She just jerked him off. Oh, wow. I got cheated on by getting – another guy got jerked <laughs> off. Are you fucking kidding I can't even say that, that she fucked another guy. She whacked him off. That is, that's like an insult to my character. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. oh my it's God. funny. Why would, you, why would you want her – I don't know. That you're, that's <laughs> very, I don't know what is worse. Like, I know. That's, that, exactly. It's like I guess just, if she blew him, it would be worse. Right, yeah, that'd be worse. I don't know. It's all but bad. But what, what disgusts me about this is she jerked him off, and then she came to my apartment right after and slept next to me. Ew. Like, <laughs> isn't that yeah, gross? Good point. Did she wash her hands? Ew. Ew. Yeah, oh what if God. I had his dick on my like, pillow <laughs> or something? Oh. oh, my God. So I told the guy, I told the guy, like, listen, honestly, I, I don't want this whole thing to get to blow out of proportion and somebody's life to get ruined because of a breakup that one party can't handle. Um, so I'll talk to, I, I didn't plan on ever speaking to her again, but you know what, if I have to, I will. And, you know, I said bye to him and, uh, I told him I'd let him know what happened. So I went back to my apartment and I called her and I was like, as soon as she answered the phone, she's like, hello, like super excited to hear me. And I was like, Jess, uh, you need to come over as soon as you can, because this whole situation is blowing out of proportion and uh i i feel like we need to talk about this more and she's like i'm so happy to hear your voice and i was like please stop just come over whenever you can and i told my roommates like okay you guys probably should leave because who knows what the hell is going to happen right now (laughs) i don't 
to have to just awkwardly be hiding in your closet while you hear <laughs> screaming in the other room. So she came over that night and uh, I, I basically said as she walked in, like, okay, we can talk about this. You, you, you can sit down and tell me anything you need to say and I'll listen and I won't interrupt you. But then you have to listen to everything that I have to say um, and not interrupt me. So I, I did. Like she explained herself. She, she told me everything that happened that that guy had told me. She basically reaffirmed his story. Now I'm hearing from my my girlfriend, or well, she was my ex at this point, explicitly how she cheated on me. You know, then I grabbed his dick, and like it was just super. So, super- so let me get on. To, so when she said, did he he in any way force her to grab his dick? No. So she no. voluntarily fact, did that. In fact, the guy told me that she asked, "Can I see your dick?" Which is ridiculous. And then, like, he took it out, and then she just jerked him off. Basically, which is just. So- Oh my god! I can't believe that's how I got cheated on. But and I don't even understand what what benefit it would be to her to do that. I don't know. I don't know what the what the fuck was going through her mind at the time. Um, but she told me everything that happened and basically just told me that she would do anything to gain my trust back and she's willing to do anything to work on a relationship. And I listened to her and I, I let her have her word and tell her that she loved me a million times. And I I was like. When she finished, I was kind of just like, well, is that it? Are you finished? And she was like, yeah. So then I said, Jess, I've met with Miniman <laughs> twice now and talked to him about the situation. And he's told me that everybody can confirm his story. And like, do you honestly think that you were sexually assaulted? And she kind of looked at the floor and was like, no. And oh. I was like, Jess, you, you can't that's, report that's this as sexual that's assault. That's very scary. That could ruin somebody's life. And then she was like, I know I was never going to report it. She was then, just using his leverage to get to you. Exactly. Yeah, but so that's, then I, that's terrible. It's, I know. I'm, I'm embarrassed up. that she did something like that. It's really fucked up. But I, I went on to, to tell her everything that I had discussed with uh, many men and that, you know, how I had been processing the breakup. And I basically said, like, this, is, this has been the most difficult thing I've had to deal with. And it's, it's super, super painful to that that you did this to me and uh still i i don't hate you and i I hope that you go on and uh accomplish whatever you want to accomplish in life and i hope one day you're happy but i can't be a part of your life anymore after this and i told her not only that it's just the notion that i had all these things i had um i had your support and and you just providing me with with such a such a happiness in my life and and, you know, your mom and dad treated me like I was one of their own children. And it was just so nice being around a huge second family almost that, that were so, so welcoming to me. Yeah, and I'm, that, yeah. yeah and, and now I'm never going to see any of them again. Mm. And I'm not going to have you in my life again. And it's, it's going to be very difficult for me. And, I'm, you know, you took all that away from me because of, because of you getting drunk and whacking off Minnie Man. <laughs> But it, it's it's just, there is so much pre planning there that it just yeah, has, I just it, don't, there's there's more to the story. There's definitely more to the story that I haven't heard about just because I haven't. I you just don't need to. right. It's I distanced her, myself her. from the situation as quickly as I could. But I, I told her, you know, I despite. So the last thing I said to her, to this day, the last thing I said to her was, despite everything that happened and despite how much 
I'm upset at you because of the situation. When I look back in five to ten years, I'm not going to think of you as the terrible girl that cheated on me in college. I'm always going to think of you as the cute girl from my fourth period class in senior year of high school. Aww. And I knew when I, I knew when I said that that she was going to just lose it and be super sad and feel horrible about the situation. And that's kind of that's part of it is because I wanted to end it on a positive note, and I genuinely did believe that. But the also, the other part was I wanted her to really feel like she lost something and like fucked up really bad. And I, <laughs> after I said that, after I said that after I said that I basically said you need to leave my apartment, and she wouldn't leave at first because she was like I can't leave after that. Oh. So I told her I'm, Jess, I'm going to go in my room for. 30 seconds and when I come out I don't want you to be here I'm going to be very upset please don't end this on a negative note so I walked in my room counted to 30 and I walked out and she was gone and that was to this day that that was I mean four months ago ish and I haven't talked to her oh my god that is the story Jesus wow (laughs) I have shivers that is wild dude what is your so you're not talking to Jess you haven't run into her at all and- well, I have run into her. We actually work in the same building, which sucks. But <laughs> um, it's never been super awkward. I mean, I haven't been in like a room with her for an extended period of time. Just in passing. You, you know, exchange we'll any other. words? No. Wow, not no. even a highs. No. What about Miniman? What's your relationship with him? So that's 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 the even crazier part. Is I'm that it's with him now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're actually dating now, Miniman. <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, he and I, I mean, we're not friends, but when I see him, it's like, oh, hey, dude, how's it going? And we'll talk about lifting or fitness for a little bit. And there were there were two there were two or three days where he texted me like, hey, man, are you squatting at the gym today? And I was like, yeah. And then he's like, all right, I'll be there at three. Like, we can spot each other. And I've like worked out with him a couple times, what which the is the hell? weirdest thing ever. But I don't you don't know. you don't run into Jess at the gym or anything? No, I did once. I've been trying to figure out when the fuck could she go that that she doesn't run into me because I go at such weird times all the time. I vary my my schedule that she must just miss me every time she goes. Wow. Or or she just doesn't go that often. Right. Maybe she doesn't do it anymore. I don't know. Maybe it was too painful that those are happy memories and she can't. Yeah. So how do you think this affects you with your relationships moving forward? I think. Um, I don't know because because I always anticipated that if something like this happened to me, I'd be super bitter towards women and I would just kind of turn into a recluse and be, you know, super sad about it. But the way that I handled it and the way that I moved forward past it, I think I think I'll be fine. Like next time I enter a relationship, I think I'll definitely be super anxious about something like that happening again. But the main thing that I've taken from it is that I know in the future when I'm in a relationship, I'm just going to have to blindly trust the the other person anyways because there was nothing I could have done to prevent that from happening. Mm-hmm. That her cheating on me was entirely her. So there's, I feel as if it's it's completely pointless to even try to control that aspect. Yeah, and it will be unfounded. You know, just because one girl screwed you over doesn't mean they're all going to screw you over. Right. Exactly. So, had you decided? Like, did you have feelings prior to this event about? what would happen if someone cheated on you? Like, was this in your mind? Yeah, definitely. Um, I thought that if, if somebody cheated on me, that I would just be completely devastated. And I thought that I would be 
an emotional wreck, completely unable to control my emotions, and that I would just, you know, turn into an alcoholic or something. And wow. just because I, I know when I, I, at the time when I would have thought these thoughts, I was so, so, so into the relationship, and I was mm. completely in love, and you know, just almost blindly uh, invested into the relationship itself. So I just thought it would be the worst thing ever if it ended, and yeah. if somebody cheated on me, I'd be so broken. And it was really shitty, obviously, and I'm, I'm still kind of, you know, I, I'm sad about it, but life went on, I guess, so. Yeah, it's pretty, it's, it's pretty wild because I have never given that much, that thought, that concern much, much value or, or thought or weight. Uh-huh. I, I re- it really has never crossed my mind, like, what if this girl actually cheats on me? Okay. Uh, but that's probably because I have never been in a really serious relationship where I felt love for another person, and, and in, then it becomes more of an anxiety. Like, what if I end up losing this person? Right. Then that's kind of what it was. Definitely. Yeah. So, well, were there other deal breakers other than someone cheating on you? Are there other deal deal breakers? Like, in, when you're in a relationship, is that like the only deal breaker? Is it that they are loyal to you um, sexually? It, well, it's not even sexually. It's emotionally too. I think. I think it's more emotionally than it is sexually. Right. Yeah, because she because I think you, I think the physical intimacy is is almost spawns from an emotional connection often. So, you know, I mean, clearly there was something between her and this guy. Clearly, right. I mean, it wasn't like a random guy at a bar like this. There yeah. wasn't there was an element of uh, of premeditation with this thing. Yeah. So, yeah. you know that that was honestly more painful than uh, the thoughts of you know. Losing her like sexually to another person, I would say. Yeah, exactly. You, you even you even said you, it didn't matter after she had first told you that she woke up next to a guy. You didn't, didn't know any that details. She jerked him off. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right. So yeah, I think the more painful part might have been hearing that she kept saying, "Oh, you're so hot," and "Oh, but that, I have a boyfriend." Absolutely, it's like absolutely. he's throwing you in there into the conversation. So that that just makes you feel like totally betrayed. Oh. Definitely. Well, what it suggests yeah. is that there's this unconscious or subconscious feeling and desire for her that she needed to break out of this relationship or do that's, something that's, crazy. That's why I asked about how that first and if that the first relationship was ended by her cheating, mm-hmm. and and you knowing this, like that, that's her get out of jail free card or something. You know, not free, but <laughs> that's that's her how she gets out of things by uh-huh. you know. Instead of confronting them head on, saying, "Hey, this is just not working," and you know, I think we should take a break or whatever you need to say to, to just go ahead and take some action like that. That very well may be what it would have been, um, and maybe you I, knew this too on that same subconscious level, right? Yeah, perhaps I did. Um, I mean, because I think, and I don't mean to interrupt you, but I'm just thinking again about what Cam just said that it, I don't know that normal people go into like you know have have that thought. Doing, I'm not saying normal or I'm normal. I'm just saying I don't know that that's a, a typical thought that people think they'll, you know, one day someone's going to cheat. I wonder if someone will cheat on me one day. Right. Right. Well, and you and you suggest you you said that that thought only arose when, when you were with this girl, right? It didn't happen prior to this girl. Yeah, I never really thought about getting cheated on or anything. And I, honestly, throughout the relationship, that was that was a concern of mine for a lot of it. But in the in the months and, and weeks prior to it actually happening, I almost lost that concern entirely, mm-hmm. which was very weird. So this this happening was like the most out of nowhere, uh, 
curveball that I could have experienced hmm. because I, I, I had thought, what if, what if uh, Jess cheats on me one day? But it hadn't, that thought hadn't really popped in my head for a long time. So maybe so she was, felt that. Maybe she I, realized that you were getting to a point of comfort. And like, that's pretty wild. Yeah, right. this could get very deep. This could get really deep. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, it's and, very and well. Reacted by oh well, he's taking you know that he's taking it for granted. I may need to spice it up a little or well, something. Maybe, maybe not taking it for granted, but maybe he's getting. We're getting to a place of such comfort with each other that it's freaking her out. Right. Right. You know, I think that we were at a point. You know, looking back on this, um, I think we definitely were at a point where I was taking her for granted, I guess, in my life. Um, the only thing that, that bothers me uh, on her end there is that it wasn't like she hadn't taken me for granted ever. It wasn't like I was I was being given so much attention always and always been I had been uh, getting appreciation. Um, I think I could have, in the, in the weeks preceding this happening, I could have definitely shown her more appreciation and attention for mm-hmm. sure. But it wasn't like uh, there weren't points in our relationship when she could have done the same to me. Mm. Yeah, and it, wow. no, regardless of of you know how much attention you were showing her, how much you were taking for granted, it's never. I, I think it's never an appropriate response to cheat on someone. Yeah, absolutely. I think it was it was yeah. a mistake on her end, definitely. And it almost was done as an attention getting device because she ended up in your bed that night where she could have just totally like gone home and slept it off and not told you. Right. right. There was definitely a huge subconscious element of her not feeling appreciated or something that was driving that behavior. Mm-hmm. I think. She wasn't getting not that it, Not that it's an excuse, but it's a reason. Yeah. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. And this has made me think about so many different things. I remember when I was married for so long and the only time that Cam's dad ever got, I would say, jealous and 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 uh, and more distrusting was when I was having this intimate exchange with a guy who was gay over the internet, gay guy, uh-huh. because it was again more of a breach of intimacy than it was a breach of sex of a sexual nature. Right. So what's worse? Maybe the listeners out there, what, what, what's worse, a sexual encounter that uh, is no, there's no emotions attached to it or, is, or a, uh, uh, an intimate breach of confidence? What would be yeah. worse? Well, it sounds like it doesn't, they go hand in hand, you know. Not necessarily. I just said it was a gay guy. I'm, but I'm saying the sexual act usually comes hand in hand I think with often, emotional. Oftentimes they they probably do go in, in, in right. hand, uh, hand right. in hand, but uh, I think there's definitely a differentiation between them for sure. Yeah. And then you wonder, like I always thought to myself, well, how would, a friend of mine, uh, her husband was having an affair for like a year. Jeez. And uh, then finally told her and uh, they separated and then they got back together, which is another interesting <laughs> situation but i always wondered that if i was in that situation would i be more upset if for example my husband went and got wasted in vegas and ended up with a stripper and having sex that night or you know would i be able to forgive him in that situation versus him like having just an intimate uh conversational type of relationship with someone for a year that i didn't know about what uh-huh. would be worse hmm. i've yeah, thought about this forgive one or the other 
I, I've thought about this, um, especially recently. Just, you know, should I have handled it differently or, or could I have ever even forgiven her and moving on? And I think I could have honestly forgiven her and stayed with her after this happening, knowing especially how much I cared about her. But I also have to keep myself aware of the fact that I'm 20 years old and I have so much more time to invest in relationships that it would it would almost be like, you know what, she, she clearly showed that she wasn't fully into this relationship at this point in her life for whatever reason. I should probably take this as an opportunity to be independent for as long as I can because even if I think that I could have forgiven her and we could have been together for longer, I mean, who knows what other things could have affected us and I feel like it was just an opportunity that's yeah yeah yeah. When you were telling the story, that's exactly what I was thinking. I was thinking that I don't know if you were in your late twenties if you would have reacted that way. Right, might have been like, well, this this girl has it all. There's obviously was a problem in our relationship. I think we can get through this if we talk it out through counseling or whatever it is. Uh And I'm just curious as if this is an age related thing. I mean, you're only you know you're not even 21 at this point. Right. So I think definitely. Our, our, both of our ages played into the, the way I handled the situation, for sure. Just the awareness of, you know, I'm so young. I have so much more time that your brain I feel like... even developed to your 25. Exactly. The, the effort that I would have had to spend to maintain the relationship after that happened would, would be not worth it, I think. And it's a great opportunity. Yeah. Uh, for you to realize that you need to try out a lot of cars before you for buy it. For me to go juke on some girls at the bars. Juke! <laughs> One of my favorite terms that I found through your podcast, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that came up in the uh, the uh, James podcast. Yeah. Oh, there's so many terms I don't know. Yeah, raw <laughs> juke. Yeah. Honestly, well, though, juke, nobody's ever heard of that. That was just totally him. That was a I James been, thing. Yeah, that was definitely a James thing. Your uh, one thing that was interesting to me was your reaction when uh, she was in your apartment. And mm-hmm. you said that very sweet thing, and it had these like it was a very sweet thing, but at the same time, it created this like it, it did feel vindictive. It felt like you wanted to kind of put it, stick it to her, right? And that's that's a tough. That's a tough situation for me. Like, I don't know if I would have done that. Uh, like, is it better? It, it, it's the question of how much do you want to, you know, show them how... Yeah, it's, it was your way of expressing how deeply wounded you were. But exactly. at the same time, I think I would have been like, you know what? I'm wounded, but I don't want to cause that person more strife. But I don't know if that's the right response either. It, yeah, it's it's difficult, and I think it all depends on the person that you know. Whoever would have been in my shoes, whatever they think uh, regarding the situation. I know your mom is, thought your mother would have been like doing a happy dance. Yeah. <laughs> mom, she you would have probably she would have probably wanted me to just call her a dumb whore and like <laughs> kick her out of my apartment. To be but, honest, mom, mom, you would have done the same fucking shit. What part? You would I think you if you were in that situation what well, what would you have done would you have taken the more vindictive or like the you know If I had I I'm, I wouldn't even been that smart to even think of what what uh what Kevin did I I I wouldn't have I Yeah you would have let him have it 
I would have been yelling in. It would have been a nightmare. Also, I I want to say. I thought that was a great way to really like drive it home to her. You you hurt me and I'm not going to think of you as this horrible bitch. I'm going to think of you as this one little, what was it? Fourth period, uh, cute little girl. I mean, it, it, I, when you told, when you told that story, I had shivers going all up and down my arm. I did too. I thought it was very poetic way for me. It was was profound. (laughs) And, uh, you got the message across. And yeah, boy, and make a mistake. I, I want to say that, you know, the way I'm the way I'm looking back and telling the story, it's like it almost seems like, oh yeah, he was so cool and confident throughout this. And no, I was freaking out the entire <laughs> time. I was super super nervous about every little thing that was happening. And when I said it, it wasn't like I said it, and it was super cool and like it just like you, you could like you could see it like forming in the air. Just <laughs> it was this beautiful poem that just came out of my head but no it was i mean i was very much like nervous and like shaky throughout everything um which even yeah, makes it I, more uh upsetting i i mean it just oh, brutal in, in looking back now now that you had some time and space do you feel like it's more of what you're saying that it was time it was it, someone had to do it and maybe that was her way of of getting this closure uh, not closure, but moving on, getting to the point where someone and had to out. make that move, like a chess move or whatever. Um, you guys both subconsciously wanted out maybe that this was her way of doing it. I think that it's definitely worth considering that perhaps the relationship, it was just time for it to end, right, right. Uh, regardless of, of who would have made the move. And perhaps that was her subconscious way of of making that move and not being mature enough to say hey this is not working out right because because i i had my doubts obviously and you know as college went on i started to really think like oh man what if i was single it would be so much different it could be it could be super cool if i if i didn't have to be in a relationship and and that's my baby we're taking her for granted a little bit so exactly kind of push her away exactly that wasn't working so then she did her you know it's a tit for tat type of thing yeah but Bottom line is that I think no good relationship ends because someone cheats. I mean, no one's right. going to cheat on a good relationship. If things right. are good in a relationship, I can't see the need to cheat. And and that's kind of where I've – that's my stance at the end of the day is even you know, even if, if, if it was time and if subconsciously we both did want to get out of the relationship, it doesn't excuse what she did because yeah. it's it still caused me so much uh, pain that – you know, to this day, I still deal with. It. I mean, I'm obviously way more distanced from the situation, and it's not something that's ruining my life. But you know, I get sad every once in a while about it when I think of, um, you know, a memory or something, or if I see like a, if I watch like an episode of a TV show that she liked or something like that. You know, so Dude, it's, it doesn't I, excuse it. So it, when you think of her, when in those moments when you see an episode of TV or whatever, is it what? What are the feelings that come up? Um. Usually, Good usually question. I, I think uh, I get like an, an initial wave of a little bit of happiness, you know, just remembering like, oh, we used to do this together. We used to, she used to really like that show. And then it's followed by pretty bad depression where I'm just thinking like, ah, shit, like we're not together anymore. It kind of sucks that we're not going to have any more of those uh, happy memories. And I, there, was, there was a very long period of time after we broke up. Up until a few weeks ago, where 
I the entire time I was super positive, looking forward, like oh, it was a great thing that we broke up, and I'm super, I'm glad that because I had to. It was like a way of making sense of the situation, and I was like, oh, I'm super glad that I can do whatever I want now, and um, it, it wasn't gonna work out because clearly, if she cheated on me, um, we weren't meant to be together anyways. But in the in the more recent weeks, I've been kind of stuck on that idea of. Maybe I could have made it make made it work if I would have forgiven her, and I, I do miss being in a relationship with somebody. But um, then again, I I I'm, I become aware when I have those thoughts that I'm also 20 years old, and right. uh, there's and so you much. You could be one of those people. Uh, that I'm literally. It just happened to a friend of mine recently, who goes on with your life. You might even get married to someone else. You might get divorced one day. She might get married to someone else, divorced one day. You may end up going to your reunion and realizing, hey, we were meant to be together. And who knows? When you're 50, you guys both <laughs> may end up together again. I'm just I kidding. honestly don't want that to happen. But <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Did, honestly, yeah, you don't know because there's a lot of maturing that both of you have to do. And who uh-huh. knows one day down the line if you guys would get back together You know, after several relationships on both your parts. I'm not going to close that door completely and say like in the future I'll, I'll if if we do see each other in 10 years, you know, who knows. I'm not going to say that I'm not going to talk to her cuz I think that would just be overly dramatic on my end despite me saying we're never going to speak after this. Um I think if for whatever reason we were to find each other again down the road, I would at least want to catch up and see how she's been and who knows. I don't know. It's uh I think so. It sounds like the feelings that you had, that you have when when you're reminded of her, uh-huh. um, are very much the feelings that anyone experiences after going through a big loss or you know breakup. It did. Yeah. It, it you know it's. I, I was wondering if it was going to be mainly anger that you felt towards her, but it sounds like depression gives gives me the sense that it's more just a sense of loss and that and sure. right. it's a fucking it's, it's a horrible grieving. feeling regardless of how you guys broke up. Yeah, absolutely. There, there are definitely times when I'm angry when when I do revisit how the actual uh, relationship ended, mm-hmm. and in recent times when I see this guy, because I see him all the time, and he's and he's just like having a great time. He's so happy. He's got a girl next to him. I saw him. I saw him. I went out with my friends the other night. I saw him uh, in a a food place after after we were done with the bars. And you know he's having a great time, and he doesn't have he doesn't have a care in the world, and he's got a, like this cute girl next to him i think like fuck like <laughs> wait a second let me just say something he was a catalyst that's it he was a pawn in this yeah thing. this yeah, had yeah, nothing yeah. to do with this oh, guy i 100 i don't have any any real uh logical like based in logic emotional response to him but when i do see him i think like i kind of get a little upset like ah fuck look at him he just gets to have a great time now it's gonna be you too yeah, I hope so. So this Absolutely. this no gets at this gets at an interesting question, which is what is the role relationships relationships should play in college? It do you try to? It, it's a, such a bizarre thing because the whole time you want to be getting in like relationships and meeting people, learning about yourself, learning about others, um, and hooking up, learning about sex. And yet, juking, juking juke, on girls. You want to be right. juking. You know what you I'm saying? <laughs> and at the same time. You, you want to be raw, yeah. yeah. At the same time, you don't want it to get it. You never want it to get too serious because you're like, I'm in college. I don't want to spend all my time with this one person. It's uh-huh. it's this this complete paradox that all that occurs for 
everyone in relationships in college. Everyone, and, and after, and, look at you. You're, you're still shell-shocked from your small relationship. I don't mean small. Uh, short-term relationship. <laughs> <laughs> it was much shorter in duration. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. So how me- was it? Your, your relationship with uh, B. It was four months. <laughs> four months. Yeah. Okay. Four months. You're absolutely right. And it, I guess it, I'm always concerned, what if I find the one right now? I'm in the ballpark of this is the time when people start finding the one. That scares the fuck out of me. <laughs> Are you kidding? At least in college. <laughs> at least in college, you have the excuse, well, I shouldn't be getting married for another 10 years from now. Right now, I'm I, I'm in the fucking, I'm in the whatever, the I'm in the, the right on... Zone. Yeah, I'm in well, the hot zone. It, That's it exactly seems, it. It's yeah. funny that this the issue is being talked about by two guys. Can you imagine? As guys, you are fertile up until what I think Frank Stallone, Sylvester Stallone's father, just had a baby and he's like in his eighties and oh, he, he has a one and a half year old child with someone oh, who he's oh been with God. fourteen years who was eighteen at the time when he met him. Oh my anyway, god. Anyway, the point is that you guys don't need to worry about you know starting families, biological clock ticking and everything until you're well into your forties even. Whereas a girl that's in her late twenties is really getting to set, she has to literally think about, well, I only have a set amount of a real good egg time. Yeah. So it's <laughs> well, a lot more pressure on the girl. I wonder though, if, if the girl is in college, like if a college girl feels the same way, which is like, I don't want to be stuck with one guy. Well, I, yeah, I, mean, I think I, I remember my college days. Like I said, when I walked into college thinking I was going to be loyal to my boyfriend and I'm like, whoa, this is like a, a kid in a candy store here. Right, There's a right. lot of vegetable <laughs> candies out there. Yeah. Uh, but I, I also think you want to have more experience, sexual experiences. You know, you want to have a lot of different. I, I, I didn't have enough relationship relationships. I had like two and then I got married at 23. See, yeah, so that's I, the other, I mean, so it sounds like you played the field a lot. And then. No, I did not play the field a lot. I might have had sexual encounters, but they did not have. That's playing yeah, the guess, field. Okay, yes, I guess I was. The fuck? Like, that's playing the field. All right. I, are you slut shaming me right now? What I'm not slut shaming you. I'm saying you, you went down the route. What? I'm slut shaming. No, I'm saying you went down the route that you recommend for people, which is like, don't get in that serious relationship in college because you, you, you want to get a lot of experience. Yeah, I miss the 20s, which I made up for in my 40s. But <laughs> I miss the, the slut-shaming slut in my 20s that I wanted to have. But no, you know, truthfully, I think I did it right, though. And I had a lot of different – I wouldn't say, like, you know, a lot because that really sounds harsh. I had several different sexual encounters in my college days, which is only four years, so it's not that many. And I felt – yeah, I had a lot, but not. And then when I was ready, the timing was right because I was with someone who I adored, even though that was another issue as well, because he blew me off. Uh, I was like, I was the other woman for a while. Oh, there's a lot going on there. Yeah, this is a whole other story we don't have time for. Another story we don't have time for. But this was on this was on a podcast episode. Yeah, yeah, I'm it so was. Yeah. yeah, thank I, you, I, thank you. I'm glad you remember, Kevin. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember. I don't remember what the hell I talk about half the time. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't think anybody should have any regrets about anything. You're learning all the time, no matter if it's good, bad, ugly. Right. Whether you're in a relationship or playing the field, you're always going to be learning. Oh, whether there's a mini-man or not in your life. 
<laughs> I hope there are no minivans in, in anybody's life. But do know that... Any of the listeners. And most divorce, I think it's... A, I don't know. I can't give you an exact percentage. The other person that breaks up a marriage, that per, the, the person that, you know, that say it was a guy who broke up the marriage for the other woman, they don't... They don't normally end up together. Right. Hmm. Okay. Well, I think we need to wrap up this thing because this has been an epic journey that we've taken. Epic, but great. Yeah, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry that my story was three and a half days long. Please, no. Dude, I apologize. This has been compelling. Phenomenal story. Thank you for sharing yeah. it with us. And, of course. And for those listeners, if you've got stories, we want to hear about them. And especially if you're college age, what you think about college relationships, please call in on our voicemail and leave a voicemail and let us know at 323-472-4237 if you've had anything like what kevin's had if you've had a mini man in your life let us know and kevin you got any plugs that you want to put out there yeah absolutely um our podcast will be launching the week of april 18th it's called real talk you can find some more information online at realtalkstudio.com it's me and two of my buddies talking about some uh deep Issues like uh, getting cheated on and uh, maybe sex one day. Come on. We got to get some sex talk. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, things pertaining to high school and college age kids that uh, they want to get some additional perspectives and information on. So cool, man. I'm I'm looking forward to hearing it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's been super, super cool. I feel like I feel so famous right now. (laughs) Yeah, famous. I feel so famous. I just feel like. Purged, you got it all out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Finally. Well, one other question: What would you have? How would you feel if if you never knew this? I mean, what if you never knew that she cheated on you, and you? What if you never found out? I mean, I'm glad you found out. Uh, yeah, very glad I found out. I would have been blissfully blissfully ignorant for a while, but as soon as I found out uh, later on, because I'm sure eventually it would come out. You know, I would be exponentially more upset, and I think uh, I would have dealt with it probably in a less healthy way than now. So, um, I, I'm I'm not glad that it happened, but I'm I'm glad at how and when it happened, so that I could deal with it in the best way possible. Hmm. That's very interesting, and, I, and that's a good question for the listeners too. Would you Would you tell or not? Yeah, and then uh, we always ask our guests: Have you <laughs> when Walked in on by a parent, or have you walked in on a parent having sex? Um, I've never walked in on a parent having sex, as far as I can remember. However, uh, I've been walked in on by my ex-girlfriend's sister, and <laughs> and uh-huh. my mom has found condoms, both used and unused, um, in my house, and one time in my car, that she was very upset. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, she must have been very proud of her son. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, you go. You go, Kevin. <laughs> very happy for you. All right. Well, thanks so much, man. Yeah, thanks for having me on. It's been great. Awesome. Yeah. Bye-bye. Say hi to every one of you. Bye for me. Hi. I will. Oh. I'll say hi to Jeremy. Hi. Yeah, say hi to him. And that okay. was our interview with Kevin. You know you want to clap for this. The one. fucking this was, man. This was a story. This could go. This is this is better than a soap opera. It's a moth story. I'll tell you that much. It's this is a great story. It's a sex talk with my mom story. How do you like that? Yeah, yeah. 
You got to admit, you were on the edge of your seat for quite a lot of this. Yeah, I was getting very upset because you were asking so many fucking questions. I just wanted him to go on. I had, I needed the details. I needed to visualize. I needed to see, like, I needed to hear, like, what they were wearing. And I I was restraining myself. (laughs) What are you talking about? I knew you were going to yell at me later. So I restrained myself from asking questions. I don't yell at you. All right. You you reprimanded me. I don't reprimand you. You I just, I tell you, okay, you're, you're peppering with questions. I have a lot of questions. And there's a lot of random questions running through my brain at all times. Well, in any case, I think we got a great story out of the kid. We got a great story out of this kid. He is really a very mature 20-year-old. Oh, yeah. He's, and I think uh, I mean, he's going to get a lot of pussy after this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, you guys can go search for Kevin at U of I. I'm sure he could use a, a, oh, yeah. a hand job. Oh, yeah. The, <laughs> to make you up for the minimal hand job from the, the mini man. <laughs> I'm still dying to know if he had a mini dick. The mini man's mini, mini man? Mini, mini man uh, was just the pawn, though. He really, it, it, he's, he, he didn't need to do what he did, but it actually probably was for the best because it just uh, popped the pimple, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. I, it's so hard to bring a relationship to a conclusion. I think that this is kind of what, I think we were right. I think that's what it was going towards. Yeah, and I don't know if he really realized it until he did this podcast. So hopefully uh, he can move on very comfortably from now on and not have trust issues. Look at this. It's a little therapeutic. It's a little therapy session. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for listening uh, to this week's episode of Sex Talk with My Mom. And don't forget to call into that voicemail, 323-472-4237. No, I didn't remember that. <laughs> and please share this with just one friend. And subscribe on iTunes so you don't miss it. Right. You know, you can miss an episode here and there, and what would your life be like? All right. Thank you, guys. We love you. Bye-bye. Bye. You're not going to sing? You got the birds and the bees and the flowers and the trees. I'm not even sure if that's the actual lyrics of the song, okay? I think I made them up altogether. I just want to say, if you enjoy Kevin, if you like what you hear, check out his podcast. It's called Real Talk. He records it with his two buddies, Monish and Army. Those are uh, two different guys, both with weird names. All three of them are hilarious Uh, They put out a podcast where they talk about all sorts of things related to social sciences and basically how to function as a human being when you're in college or high school. Uh, They cater to the 15 to 25 demographic. So if you're in that age range, even if you're not in that age range, I'm I'm 20. I'm out of the age range. I'm 27. I'm still going to listen to that thing. It's hilarious. Uh, Check out realtalkstudio.com. You can also see the description box of this episode to get a link to go to their podcast and uh, subscribe to that. Review it. These guys are awesome. Can't wait to see what they do. Thanks. Thanks.